You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. E-S-N-Y. <laughs> What up? How we doing? What's going on? Episode 27 of the Wide Right Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Honey of Elite Sports New York and the Elite Sports Radio Network. Got a lot to get to today. Big news in the NFL this week. Big news with the contract extension of the man who I think is going to be potentially the greatest quarterback of all time. I think is going to end up with, I'd say, the north of about four Super Bowls and a couple MVPs, Mr. Patrick Mahomes. As you've all, as all football fans know, this week, Mahomes, 10-year, $503 million extension with the Chiefs. That'll now keep him in Kansas City until 2031. I remember, I think it was like a couple years ago, or not, no, not a couple years ago. Over a year ago at this point, I was like, $200 million. He's going to be the first quarterback to sign $200 million contract. And of course, it was 503. But I didn't I didn't realize it was going to be 10 years. No one thought it was going to be 10 years. When I saw the, um, when I saw the Adam Schefter tweet, 10-year extension, I thought he, he was, I was either getting trolled or he had or Schefter had gotten hacked you know you always at this point you always check it to see if there's the blue check mark in case you're getting trolled um but if 500 million I want you know in Missouri too I wonder what the taxes are like there not New York not Miami you know it's not any you know I I wonder what the taxes are like there I don't know no idea but it's a massive deal Good for him. Congratulations to Mahomes. He deserves it. You know, people ask, is this is he worthy of this? Does he deserve this type of contract? And it's yeah, I think he is, but it's we it's it's hard to say right now because we've never I mean, I've never at least seen this I, I can remember the last time I saw like ten year deal in football. And this is the largest contract ever in sports. You know, I believe Mike Trout in baseball was what a year and a half ago at this point. I mean, that was that was four hundred some odd million, and this is over. This is half a billion dollars. Um, so it's it's hard to it's it's not hard to say. Yeah, I think he's deserving of the money, absolutely. But it's weird to say because you know we've never seen this type of you know money before for an athlete in one contract. So, um, but I guess my point is for what I want to bring up is. Every time a big story happens involving Patrick Mahomes, you know, whether it was the Super Bowl a couple months ago, whether it was the MVP season the year prior, or or this, the contract extension, I think 
I go back to what could have been if he went to the Giants in that 2017 draft. And this isn't a bogus hypothetical. This isn't just something I made up to, you know, get some content for this episode. This is actually, you know, the Giants are actually targeting him in that draft. The Chiefs traded up to draft a number 10 overall because Brett Veach, their GM, is a total genius. Um, But the Giants are trying to trade up to draft him too. The Giants had the number 23 pick in that draft, in that first round. Obviously, they used it on Evan Engram, uh, who's missed 14 games since. But, you know... But this is, a, this is a legitimate report from ESPN's Anita Marks. Uh, on April 28th, 2017, this is what she tweeted. I think this was a day after that first round. She tweets, More confirmation today that the Giants did try and trade up for Mahomes. Ben, meaning Ben McAdoo, loves the kid. And it's it's weird to th- so this is just this isn't just something I made up. This is actually like the Giants wanted to get Mahomes. The Giants wanted to draft Mahomes, make him the succession plan for Eli Manning. Uh, Eli went on to go play three more seasons for the Giants. You know we know the, we know the story. But it's weird to think what could have been if the Giants did draft Mahomes. Would McAdoo still be there? You know I know. The, the 2017 season wouldn't have been as bad. It, I mean, it would have been... Who knows? It would have been different. Ingram wouldn't be around. And he was a bright spot in that 2017 team. Led the team in receptions. Second on the team in yards. Led the team in touchdowns. Obviously, OBJ was hurt that whole year. And it's weird to think how... You know, they probably would have won a couple more games, I would assume. And they likely wouldn't have had the number two overall pick. They wouldn't have gotten Saquon Barkley. Or maybe they would have. Maybe Barkley would have dropped because that's the 2018 draft is when everyone needed quarterbacks. You know, Baker went to the Browns and Darnold to the Jets and Josh Rosen. What a bust he was. (laughs) But that would have been different. They would have won a couple more games. Maybe they wouldn't have gotten Barkley. You know, Engram wouldn't have been around. Um, They would have used, obviously, their first-round pick on Mahomes that year. And also, the benching of Eli would have been super different. And very much... It wouldn't have been, it wouldn't have been as poorly received. Because you remember, there's two, there were two Eli benchings. Obviously, the first one in 2017 for Geno Smith. And obviously, uh, the, this one, the one this past year, this past season, for Daniel Jones. And there's a reason... These two Eli benchings garnered different reactions. And the fir- there's two reasons why. The first reason is the difference in record, okay? The 2017 benching, the Giants were 2-9. and nine. The rest of the games only mattered for draft position. Why throw Eli to the Wolves when all he's done is stay loyal, be there every day without a receiving corpse? You know, OBJ was hurt basically that entire year. Shepard missed a bunch of games, no Barkley yet, and, a- and not a great defense whatsoever. You know, that's why, and everyone criticized McAdoo for that. I criticized McAdoo for that. I was like, you're 2-9, and nine, season's over, why are you blaming this on your quarterback who's been there every single morning, he's never said a word, um, you know, you throw him under the bus all the time, why are you doing this? With the 2019 benching, you know, the Giants were 0-2, they needed, they needed a fresh start in some way, shape, or form, they had won 8 games since 
that 2017, the end of that 2017 season. And so maybe you could say Shermer was doing it to save his own ass. Same with Gettle, same with you know Dave Gettleman. They needed to save their jobs in some way, shape, or form, so they made the move. And so the, the, the 2019 benching made a little bit more sense in those regards when you talk about record. And the 2019 benching also made more sense when you talk about who they benched Eli for. 2019, they benched him for Daniel Jones, obviously the long-term succession plan. They just drafted him in the first round, who's still the long-term succession plan, still to this day, heading into 2020, his second season. But in 2017, as I mentioned before, it was for Geno Smith, a guy who was nowhere near the long-term succession plan to Eli Manning, a guy that the tri-state area had a front-row seat to seeing him play for the Jets for years to absolutely know that he was not anyone's long-term plan. But if that was for Mahomes, if Mahomes was on the team and Mahomes was a second string and Geno Smith wasn't, you know, the first backup to Eli and or Davis Webb wasn't in the picture because he was also on the team that year and he was for some people thought he might have been the, you know, succession plan for a little. If it was Mahomes, a guy that McAdoo loved and then McAdoo obviously didn't exactly love Eli, thought he was on his way out and he was. You can't blame him. He was on his way out. He was on his way out. It was in his later years. He probably would have benched Eli a little bit earlier than he did with Geno Smith. And, you know, Mahomes comes in, wins however many games, and the entire narrative is different. Now, you know, at that point, the front office may say, okay, we have confidence in this kid. This, you know, this kid Mahomes looks good. Obviously, he turns out to be, you know, what he is right now. Even with, you know, I'm not saying he would have turned out to be the same. He still would have been extremely, extremely good. I definitely think the weapons in Kansas City help him a little bit. The Kansas City team was obviously better than that Giants team in 2017 was. But it's... I'm not saying that's the whole reason. Mahomes is Mahomes, okay? Mahomes is... I've said it multiple times in the last 10 minutes. He is has the potential to be one of the... If not the greatest quarterback of all time. Uh, but I think the, the weapons would have... The weapons make a difference. Who was around them? You know, Tyreek Hill. You know, if they got OBJ back the next year, that would have made a difference. But basically, is what I'm trying to say right now is, you know, if they if Mahomes is on that team, a guy that McAdoo drafted, he probably would have benched Eli a little bit earlier than he did for a guy who was the long-term succession plan, something that Geno Smith wasn't. They probably would have won a few more games than they did, which was you know three and. Uh, everything would have been different. Maybe the front office has, you know, then has some confidence in McAdoo to keep leading this team moving forward because now they have their guy. You know, at the time when they fired McAdoo, they didn't have their guy. You know, they didn't have Daniel Jones. They didn't even have Daniel Jones the following year. They had Kyle Lauletta. And Kyle Lauletta was never, you know, he was maybe for a little people thought he was going to be the guy to step in because Eli struggled in 2018 for the first eight games or so. Um and was throwing picks and losing games, and they were 1-7. But Lauletta was never, like, a true answer. They didn't have their true answer for another year and a half at that point. So, because, you know, as I've said, Geno Smith wasn't the answer. So if they had Mahomes, maybe it would have been a little bit different. Maybe he's still there. Maybe McAdoo is still the head coach. Who knows? You know, they wouldn't have... They would have won more games, I can tell you that. So, it's, it's just... It's it's weird to think, and it's it's interesting to ponder upon how you know what would have been, what could have been if 
Mahomes did go to the Giants. If the Chiefs if the Chiefs general manager wasn't a total genius and traded up to draft him, um, you know, and the Giants ended up trading up instead and drafting Mahomes, what could have been? And I guess the answer is, you know, it, it would have been that 2017 year would have been different. You know, the benching wouldn't have gotten such a poor response. And I just told you before why it got a poor response because they were already the season was already over and Geno Smith was in the long term succession plan. So what's the point? But if Mahomes was there, you know, it would have given it some sort of um, you know, some sort of reasoning, I guess. There would have been more, it would have been, how am I trying to, it would have made more sense, you know? So, it, it definitely, you know, and one thing leads to another, McAdoo stays, they win more games, Barkley doesn't come in, this, that, you know, who, who knows what happened. But it's interesting to ponder upon what could have been if Mahomes was the succession plan to Eli, like Ben McAdoo had planned for, you know, a little bit, for a, probably a couple months, you know, they probably scouted Mahomes. They probably did their research. They probably did their homework. They probably, you know, looked into his game film. They probably read articles on this kid. It wasn't like, yeah, he was at Texas Tech, but Texas Tech wasn't very, that, you know, wasn't all that great when Patrick Mahomes was there. You know, Cliff Kingsbury was the coach there. So, you know, a known coach, known quarterback, they they talk to people. They do their research, homework. These McAdoo and everyone probably did research on Mahomes for a while, and it just didn't work out. But it's it's interesting to ponder upon what could have been if you know things did work out in those regards, and the Giants were gonna get Mahomes. And I tweeted about this the other day. I, once the Mahomes news went out, I tweeted a screenshot of the Bleacher Report article that said the Giants were was the Giants uh, reportedly targeted Mahomes before the Chiefs drafted him. And I had to clarify on Twitter, not that anyone was coming after me. I was just gonna say this, you know, period. But I had to clarify, this is not me taking a shot at Jones. This is Daniel Jones. This is not me saying, oh, if if only the Giants did this, if only the Chiefs didn't do that. It's It has nothing to do with that. I love Daniel Jones, and I think he's the long-term answer. And, you know, he's got to work on the fumbling issues and the turnovers and this and that. Um, but that's common to have issues as a rookie quarterback. Every rookie quarterback has, ever. Um, you know, it, only, it, it, it took Eli a couple years to get going. You know, it, it's, it, it took Eli, I think... It was his, his fifth year until he made it to a Pro Bowl. So, um, and I'm not saying Daniel Jones is, is going to be a surefire Pro Bowler in year number two, but he may be. He, he may be a Pro Bowler year number two, three. And this isn't me to, it, you know, I, I love Daniel Jones is basically what I'm saying. I'm just saying it's, it's, it's crazy to think what could have been, how things could have been different, and how they, you know, how things would have panned out differently for this team of, over the last couple of years. Um... But all in all, congratulations to Patrick Mahomes. Uh, congratulations to the Chiefs, the Kansas City fan base. You got your guy for the next uh, decade plus. So kudos to everyone in that organization, Patrick himself and uh, the Chiefs fan base. Um, it's it's tough to it's it's t- it's tough to dislike the Chiefs. I mean, it's tough to dislike Andy Reid. It's tough to dislike Mahomes. It's it's tough to, you know, that that fan base. They, they the whole, you know, they 50 years since they last won a Super Bowl. They finally win one. The whole fourth quarter comeback and all that. And it's uh, it was I was happy to see the Chiefs win that game back in early February. And uh, so, but that's that's the last NFL game that was played. Now I want to talk about the next NFL game that will be played, which I'm worried about when that's going to happen, because a couple months ago when this COVID stuff, you know, not started, but it it became, 
you know, a thing in the U.S. When when I'm, in, you know, in mid March when it started to everything started to shut down, you know, the sp- NBA got suspended in March Madness uh, got canceled and NHL and MLS got uh, suspended and then the MLB the spring MLB first delay got delayed by like opening they. Excuse me. They delayed opening day by two weeks, even though that was kind of short-lived. It's been four months now, almost. Um, you know, I thought, you know, this is this is not great right now for the leagues I just mentioned. But as far as the NFL is concerned, at least at you know at that point, at least it's about over four months until training camps start and preseason, and about you know six months until the regular season starts so at the time as a football fan I was a little worried but I was like we shouldn't be too you know scared and nervous right now we should you know it's it's still months away the season um, I think you know at that point hopefully we'll be fine and the season the 2020 season will be good to go hopefully but now it's been a couple months and I'm starting to get worried I don't know about you. I'm starting to get worried. I was a little worried initially, um, but I thought, you know, it is in the back of my mind. I still, I thought, you know, it is months away, but now it's been months since that. I think it was March 11th, March 12th is when everything started to get suspended and canceled and all that. It's now it's July 8th. I'm talking to you. It's been four months basically. And now I'm starting to get nervous because training camp is set to begin around three weeks from Tuesday of this week. So July 28th, I believe that's three weeks from Tuesday. I could be wrong. Um, let's just see. One, two, yep. Three weeks from this past Tuesday, July 28th. But now there's there's so many different, there's still so many questions to answer. And you have these new spikes too. Everyone's testing positive. You know, these new spikes. There was a new high, I think, last week in the U.S. or something. It's... And teams are supposed to have 90-man rosters in training camp, and I know they're supposed to. They, you know, they're. I think I heard they're trying to cut down to like 75, 80 players. You know, they don't expect teams to come into training camp with 90 guys. But even with 75, 80 players, how are you going to social distance in the locker room, six feet? You know, how are they going to be able to wear masks during conditioning drills? And I'm all for wearing the mask too. You go outside, wear the mask, wear the thing. But it's when you're talking about conditioning drills, are they going to be able to do that in this hot weather? And you know you have these baseball players and basketball players who are opting out of their their respective leagues restart plans. Who's to say the NFL players won't do the same? Who's to say the you know the NFL players? Oh, it's too risky. You know, I want to look out for my family and you know, uh, my you know my my wife or girlfriend or you know my son or daughter. This and that. You know, I have my in-laws live with me. And this like, are they gonna? Are, are some players gonna want to opt out? You see it with the NBA and the MLB. Heck, just here in New York, the Brooklyn Nets are headed to the bubble with like four people. Everyone's opting out. No one wants to do it, and I don't blame them. I don't blame them. People are nervous. People are concerned about their own well-being and the well-being of the people around them. I get it. But who's to say the NFL players aren't going to do the same thing? 
You know, all these people are tested positive. You know, Ezekiel Elliott tested positive, and the, the Clemson football team had a bunch of people I heard test positive. You know, everyone's testing positive. That's obviously, they're going to take that into account. They're going to take what they hear, the NFL I'm talking about, they're going to take the the info they hear about into account when they make these decisions. And with, you know, it's three weeks now until the training camp period is supposed to commence. And the, all these spikes are happening again. It's, I don't, like, I'm getting worried this is not going to happen. And if you say, you know, they made the decision last week to cut the preseason in half. They first, they cut out, they canceled the Hall of Fame game, which was, uh, I to, I forget what, what date it was, late July, early August. The Hall of Fame game at Canton, um, you know, at the Hall of Fame in Canton, Ohio. believe it was going to be the Steelers against the Cowboys. They canceled that, and then they, they cut the preseason in half. So they took out the week one and week four preseason games, kept week two and week three. And if you're someone that says, oh, good, they cut the preseason they cut the preseason in half. The preseason sucks anyway. Who cares? You're in the wrong for saying that. Because if they're doing something like that, if they're cutting the preseason in half, then things aren't headed in the right direction at all. If things were headed in the right direction, then they wouldn't cut the preseason in half. They wouldn't change anything. But th- since things aren't heading in the right direction then they have to take action. They have to do stuff. They have to, you know, cut these preseason games. They have to maybe limit practices and all that. They have to do that. If you say, good, they cut the preseason, that, you know, preseason sucks anyway, then you're in the wrong. It means they're not heading in the great direction. And I would say, look out for this entire preseason to be cut as well. That is the next step. They took out the Hall of Fame game, which is only two teams, mind you. But anyway, they still... they still canceled it, and then they took out the week one and four preseason games. Who's to say they won't take out the week two and three? So, I mean, it's... It's... it's. I don't think things are heading, heading in a great direction. I'm getting nervous. I don't know if there's going to be a season. And I think they have to... You know, the NFL has to keep... take notice of what the... NBA is going to do with their bubble, and I've said and I've said before, you know, if the NBA starts games back up again inside the Orlando bubble, and things aren't looking great within the first couple of days, I think you got to shut it down. I don't think you know if if things start or things are really bad, there's you know the outbreaks and within a couple days of the restart, I'm talking the NBA, then I don't think Adam Silver can get on the mic and say, hey, we're going to suspend operations. Revisit this in 30 days again. I think at that point you got to shut it down. I think at that point you got to say, "Listen, you know, great job, you know, working around the clock essentially for months to try to make this happen and make this work." But you know, we've tried this once. Uh, you know what? You know, it didn't work. It's still not headed in the the virus isn't headed in the right direction. You, you got to shut it down. And I think you, you know, basketball fans, and I'm one, incl- and I'm you know, I'm one of them. You got to just deal with it. You got to think there this virus issue is bigger than sports. Some things are bigger than sports. This virus issue and the well-being and the safety and the and health of everyone is bigger than sports. And I think we have to realize that right now with the NFL is that there is a po- the, the, the regular season I think is going to succumb to at least a couple alterations. 
there's going to be a couple things changed about the um, the regular season. I think that's exactly what's going to happen. And uh, I, I'm nervous. I really, I, I, you know, it's, it's, uh, they got, you have to focus on the well-being of everyone. And you have to focus on it if a group of people are, if a group of people is at risk, then action needs to be taken. Okay? I mean, they just, you know, I just don't see how, number one, how are you going to socially distance with training camp? And, um, you know, how are they going to wear masks in certain conditioning drills and stuff like that? Or in certain in certain certain situations? And, and that's just training camp. Then you get to the regular season. You got, you know, how there's... So there, I think there's now going to be 55 players on a game day roster. So that's 44 players on the sideline all near each other. Plus coaches and trainers and, you know, sideline personnel and all that. And... People holding the, uh, the, the you know the chain you know the, the the chains and stuff like that you know it's it's a it's a weird situation and I think there are just you know there are so many questions that I thought would have been answered at this point and they're just not answered. It's been four months and I just I don't know. I think I think NFL NFL fans, myself included, uh, should be should be worried. And um, I think I think the whole fan thing. I think having fans in the stadium. I think that's out of the question. I think we're past that right now. I think that's and that's totally out of the question. I don't think it's hap- That's not going to happen. Um, you know, that was one of the things. That was one of the questions that everyone had four months ago, and it's still not answered. But I think I think the answer is going to be there's going to be no fans. I, that, that's just how it is. You know, it's you know, uh, I'm worried. I'm worried. I. A lot of questions need to be answered in the next couple of weeks or about a month or so, and um, I just, I just, I just don't think all of them are going to be. So, but for that, thank you so much for tuning in to Wide Right, the Wide Right Podcast, episode number twenty-seven. Uh, listen and subscribe on what we got: Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, um, and basically most other places where you can get your podcast. But for now, thank you so much for listening. I'll be back probably next week for episode 28. I am your host, Ryan Honey. Follow me on Twitter, at Ryan Honey, E-S-N-Y. That's at Ryan Honey, E-S-N-Y. And I'll talk to you guys soon. Thanks. Thanks.